Hey everybody, welcome back to the Cross Stands. I'm Father Bryce here with Jennifer Ely. As we speak of Christ's descent into hell, so Christ died, he was buried, and then he descended into hell. What, is, what does it mean? Well, the first thing that it means is that he, he actually died. Jesus' soul, his human soul, which is united to his divine person, went to where all the, where, where all the dead people were. Mm-hmm. And his soul went to where all the dead people were, but not, not as uh, a prisoner, but as Savior. He descended there as Savior, the catechism says, proclaiming the gospel, the good news to the spirits who were imprisoned there. And I think that's probably why um, we see, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, the necessity of Christ being both God and man. Because the sacrifice had to be a sacrifice of man, but the one to deliver this vehicle of sacrifice had to be greater than man. And so we see Jesus' Godship, his Godhead, um, shining through because, as you said, he doesn't go to Sheol as a prisoner. He goes as conqueror. He goes as the one who will blast open these gates and take the holy souls that are there with him. Um, Now, I say that because... uh, or well, I say that because it's awesome, but also um, I'm I'm kind of leading into a question here. So we say that Jesus descended into hell, but we in the 21st century, um, and it's, we speakers of English have a certain understanding of that word hell, um, but that's not necessarily what they're not. It's not necessarily a parallel to what we're reading here, is it? Yeah, hell is place where one is deprived of the vision of God. You can't you, you, you can't see God in in hell. That that that's what it means. So, well, nobody could see God, right? God says to Moses, "No one can see my face and live." So, even though Moses speaks to God face to face like a man's one man speaks to another, when God when Moses asks to see God's glory, to see his face unveiled, so to speak, God only shows him shows him his back. Why? Be, well, because certainly after the fall, we, we keep always going back to the fall because the good news, the gospel, is the reverse side of the bad news of original sin. And the bad news is that we by sin cannot be with God. We by sin cannot see God. We can't. And what is heaven? St. Thomas Aquinas says is the beatific vision, the blessed seeing of God. So that's what hell is, is being deprived of the vision of God. There are there are two pains in hell. There's the pain of a loss and there's the pain of sense. The pain of sense is the punishment uh, for sin is the the fiery pain and the pain of loss is simply the fact that I'm not going to see please God not me or not you, but whoever it is is not going to see God. So because the gates of heaven were closed, because Adam and Eve decided to do that which got them cast out of the Garden of Eden, then this this pain of loss was there for everybody. Whether you died righteous or not, the Moses and Abraham and David and Elijah and Isaiah and Jeremiah and all of them, they couldn't see God. But the difference is that for those righteous people of the Old Testament, then it, it it wasn't eternal. Well, well, when the Messiah comes, when the anointed one comes, when he comes to save us, then, then we'll get to see 
the glory of God. So that's what Jesus did. He went and he rescued those righteous souls and brought them up into heaven. And those unrighteous souls, then, it, or at least those unrighteous souls, maybe they were already, um, they already knew it was eternal or maybe they didn't. I don't know. But Jesus rescues the righteous souls. They get to see God and the damned souls are, are there, right? D- damned and they have the pain of loss and the pain of sense uh, due to their free choice. Do their free choice to say no. I don't want God, but I'm, I'm, well, like, um, like Milton puts in the mouth of Satan. Better to rule in heaven than to better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven. I don't want to serve God, so I'll go off as the Bible says about Judas. I will go off to my own place. The Bible says he went off to his own place, so our own place, and be deprived of the of the vision of God. Yeah, and it's really beautiful the way that the Catechism talks about this because when we were talking about the life of Christ um, a few episodes ago, we were talking about how there's kind of this um, almost like progressive like pulling in of all of the nations. So Christ starts with the Jews. He starts with those chosen Israelites, and then he moves outward into towards the Gentiles, towards all of the nations so that they're all included. And we see actually in this part, he's he's reaching out yet again. Um, but this time, it says that the spread of Christ's redemptive work to all men of all times and all places um, now is reaching into Sheol, is reaching even beyond the veil of death because Christ has conquered that. Um, just as he has conquered um, Satan on earth, now he's pulling from from the depths of um, that that loss, he's pulling those righteous souls. So now, um, now not only does he have all of the living, but all of the dead as well, because it, it also says that the risen Christ holds the keys of death and Hades, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. So he's he has the um, the the hosts of heaven who kneel before him constantly. Now he has redeemed those upon the earth. He has prepared them for the life of the Christian and now goes even farther beyond that to the gates of hell, crashes through the gates of hell to take those souls with him who have been redeemed by his blood. How did uh, Cardinal Ratzinger say it? He strides through the Red Sea of of death itself and smashes open the prison door mm-hmm. so that those righteous, those in in what the Jews would call Abraham's bosom, in the embrace of Abraham, including Abraham himself, mm. are able to go forth and to go up into into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, and the Catechism uh, closes out this very very short section um, with an excerpt from one of the readings that we read in the Liturgy of the Hours, uh, the Office of Readings for Holy Saturday. Because obviously Holy Saturday, we've witnessed the um, celebration of the Lord's Passion, not a Mass, but a celebration, a liturgical action, wherein we've received the Eucharist. The, the Eucharist has not been, as, as we say, confected before us. We, we wait for the Easter resurrection for that, to, to receive that uh, gift again. But on Holy Saturday, we're in that kind of almost suspended state. We're fasting, we're waiting, we're quiet. We are contemplating the death of Christ while waiting in the hope that we know will be fulfilled in the resurrection to come. 
and this beautiful homily that um, that they're pulling from is one where we don't know the author we know it's an ancient homily that was given on Holy Saturday and just um, some of the words of it are just so moving and captivating so I encourage you if you ever get a chance to read this it's literally just called an ancient homily on Holy Saturday it says that something strange is happening on earth there is a great silence on earth today a great silence and stillness the whole earth keeps silence because the king is asleep. God has died in the flesh and hell trembles with fear. So Christ, it gives this imagery of Christ striding into, into the gates of Sheol, bursting them open and finding Adam particularly. Seeing all of those righteous souls, looking them in the eyes, showing them his wounds, showing them his glorified body and glorified self, but looking particularly for his forefather, Adam. And he comes to him, and Adam is struck with terror, but he strikes his breast and he says, May the, my Lord be with you all. And Christ in return says to him, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So he's going all the way back, all the way back to Adam, this new Adam who has redeemed his first forefather, he says, particularly, see, see what I have endured. See the spittle on my face. Um, see the scourging on my back that I endured to remove the burden of sin that weighs upon your back. See my hands nailed firmly to a tree for you who once wickedly stretched out your hand to a tree. So we see in these moments before the fullness of the resurrection is revealed to the rest of the world, how Christ is drawing that redemption all the way back to Adam. It shows us that there is no extent to which the Lord will not go to rescue his lost sheep. No extent. That's why the scripture can say in Romans that neither death nor life, nor principalities, nor powers, nor present things, nor future things, nothing can separate us from the love of God. He goes all the way to save us. And our choice is merely to, to accept him or reject him. There's no limit to which he will not go, even to death itself. And that is the mystery of Holy Saturday, the mystery of the descent into hell. Uh, I'll try to put up a link to the text of that homily in the show notes. Uh, God willing, I remember it when it's time to post the hom the um time to post a podcast uh, these are a blessing to you uh, follow us on wherever you listen to podcasts apple spotify wherever share on facebook twitter instagram where, wherever you wherever you do social media so that other people can uh, can listen and so that we can grow together uh, in the in the faith if uh, like a, to make a donation not to us but to the parish to holy cross check out our website holycrossmc.org and click on giving or our donate. It's great to be with y'all, and I will see you next time. God bless.